This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for November 16th, 2020. I'm your host, JB. This podcast is All Pro Wrestling, and it is only pro wrestling. Today's episode, we've got an in-depth WWE Raw breakdown. we got a new world champion, folks, so let's get right to it right now. To start off, we got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and The Miz all talking about it before they talk about it. Discussing the events to come later in the evening. Miz, of course, carrying his money in the bank briefcase, threatening to be able to cash it in. First real action of the night, we got the Lana Sympathy Tour continuing this week in a throwaway six-women tag match. Now, for those of you keeping track at home, so far we've had Lana come out and get bullied by Nia Jax for two months, and she's been put through eight tables. So that's, that's a rough time for Lana and her character development and this attempt to write her sympathetically. I'd also like to point out that the WWE, in staying consistent with this storyline, they gave her a bad Russian accent for a while. Yeah, and then they had her cheat on her husband. And then they fired her husband in real life. Yeah. Yeah, they turned her lesbian for two weeks, but had that not work either. And then they had her second husband dump her on Raw. Yeah, that's no good. Then they put her with Natalia. They had Natalia dump her on Raw also. Yeah, and they've jobbed her in all but one match in the last six months. So the WWE, they've been really, really consistent in building this character here for, I don't know, two, three years now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make the argument right here on this podcast that maybe Lana and Roman Reigns are the most developed characters that the WWE has right now. And some people might say, looking at the roster as a whole, that wasting all of that TV time developing Lana in this way over the last two or three years might have been stupid. That might be bad booking. But listen, I'm not here to criticize that. I'm just pointing out how consistent they are. By the way, um, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Asuka win this match via Lana tapping out. And when the match ends, she gets put through a table. Backstage, we got AJ Styles and his comically ridiculous Survivor Series team. I don't know. They're going to fight Retribution later. Remember Retribution? Those guys in masks that used to play around on the roof with the electric generators. I think they were from NXT. Remember those guys? Yeah, they're going to fight later. They're going to take on AJ's team in a Survivor Series match. Isn't that awesome? Survivor Series style match. Next, something people actually enjoy watching. The Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss Wyatt. They cut promos on teaching the Miz Manners, and then they kill Ramblin' Rabbit some more. That's always fun. It's hard for me to watch when they kill Ramblin' Rabbit. Maybe I'm alone in that. I, I, I don't like that. Miz and Bray having a match later tonight, plus a world title match, shows urgency on the part of the WWE booking committee, if it's still a committee. Obviously, Vince has taken a drop in the ratings seriously, so this is pay-per-view stuff here. I was excited about it. Next match, we got the Hurt Business versus the New Day, and the New Day cut an old, tired promo, and MVP owns them. MVP might be one of the best guys on the mic that the WWE has right now. Big fan of his work. New Day retain their tag belts. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Sheamus keeps chasing Drew McIntyre around backstage. Maybe he's trying to get him in a tag team, or maybe he wants to date Drew McIntyre. I'm not sure. This week, he gave Drew McIntyre a big old war chest full of cosplay outfits and a sword. Yeah. In other news, you can find Sheamus' new t-shirt on the wweshop.com site. It just says Thirsty. You wouldn't know that it's a Sheamus shirt, except it's got a little WWE logo on the back. Just says Thirsty. Raw Survivor Series team Braun, Sheamus, Keith Lee, and Riddle. Get the mat out, folks. God, I miss it back in the day when Matt Riddle would come out and it would say Matt Riddle. Yeah, the name Matt, it just makes me nostalgic. 
you know, now obviously we move forward into a new era of the WWE where he's just Riddle. So it's a huge transition. Uh, they're going to fight Retribution. Retribution's going to win. I got to be honest with you guys, though. I missed this match the first time through, so I had to catch the highlights on the Who Gives a Shit channel. I just have never cared about Survivor Series. It's a reason to get like five guys together and throw them in the ring where you're hoping four of them get the rub from one guy that actually can main event a show. And you create these convoluted storylines and there's always the team that doesn't get along and we see this every year. And if we ever do walk out with a maintained feud, it's overshadowed by the war between the brands, which no one cares about except Vince's children. Okay, I, I can't imagine a world in which anybody but Stephanie McMahon cares about the brand war. Backstage, Jeff Hardy and Elias are cutting a promo. And for those of you that aren't really up on this, I'm going to help. I'm going to fill you in. Jeff is upset because Elias made some flyers. And so Jeff talks about Elias's lack of Photoshop skills. And then he goes and he finds Elias in the locker room. And they, oh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I committed to myself years ago that I'm not going to talk about Elias until he has a real storyline. Oh, yeah, you'll have to go to a different podcast for that. We don't talk about Elias here. We're moving on. That's right. We're just, we're just not doing that. Let's get to The Miz with Johnny Morrison versus Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss Wyatt. You know, Bray came out this time and is Mr. Rogers gimmick, so you know it's about to be on. Pre-match, The Miz is cutting a promo trying to explain to Bray Wyatt that he'd actually rather not have the match. When John Morrison quotes Leonardo da Vinci, and totally throws the Miz off. I love Johnny Nitro's new gimmick now, where he comes around and waxes intellectual while the Miz cuts promos. If you didn't happen to see Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact on Impact Wrestling a couple of years ago, you should go back into the archives and check that out on the Impact Plus app. John Morrison did great work over there, taking people to Slamtown. Big fan. Nikki Cross comes out on the ramp to confront Alexa Bliss and profess her undying friendship and love, and then starts punching Alexa in the face. Because, you know, in Scotland, this is what friends do. They profess their love and then beat each other about the face parts. Uh, Mr. Rogers Wyatt came out and scared everybody. Love Alexa's new gimmick. She's got a uh, flower dress and the same old pigtails, and now she looks like a children of the corn. Big fan of that. Big fan of sexy child of the corn. Yeah, I hope they make a t-shirt. Bray Wyatt wins in the ring. Best spot of the match is when Alexa Bliss Wyatt comes running and catapults herself off of the stairs and takes John Morrison over the barricade. Post-match, then, Child of the Corn ends up balance-walking the entire barricade back and hopping down in her flower dress. Big fan of these two. Next up, the Raw GM backstage announces inexplicably that Ra Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke have been removed from the Survivor Series women's match because they were injured. And you want to guess who they were injured by? That's right, Nia Jax. You don't have to guess. Everybody knows. In other news, Mickey James was rear-ended in Nashville on her way to the grocery store last week. Yeah, it was Nia Jax. Nia Jax did it. She was in a rental car behind her, just ran right into the back of her. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Kyrie Sane was reportedly injured 35 times in 27 days every time by Nia Jax. And in order for the math to work, you gotta believe that Kyrie took a bump and got injured in the ring and then Nia walked into the back while she was receiving treatment off camera and just punched her in the head a couple of times or hit her with a bedpan. Stone Cold style. Hit her with the bedpan. Poor Nia Jax. I mean, now they just write it into storyline anytime a woman gets injured. And, and the reality is, there's no injury. Vince McMahon just has a crush on Peyton Royce. So Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans are the replacement for Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, who I was finally starting to accept as a tag team. And I just want to definitively say here, I am never going to accept Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans as a tag team. Nor will any child 
that bought an Iconics poster and still has it hanging on their wall. You hear that, Vince? All six children, all five little girls and one little boy that bought that Iconics poster are never going to accept Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce, and neither will I. Time for the main event of the evening. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in a rematch for the world title on Monday Night Raw. Mark Henry is on an LCD screen in the background, so you know that the world is watching this match. And this was a better match than most matches you're going to see on Monday Night Raw. 20 full minutes of wrestling. That doesn't include intros. These two wrestled for 20 minutes. Randy took some crazy good bumps. Took a bump off the apron through a table. Took a bump onto the announce table outside. There was a lot of cussing that they had to beep out for Randy selling, trying to make it look real. GM came out, made it a no-DQ match when Randy told the story of trying to escape with the belt and run away. No DQ, no countouts, to which Randy grabs a chair and takes over the match. He makes Drew eat part of the chair. So Drew chomped on a chair. Randy took some good bumps. Great match. Claymore kick. Pin. New champion. Same as the old champion. Drew McIntyre, two-time WWE Universal Champion. Cut a little promo on Roman on his way out, saying he'll see him at Survivor Series. Should be a good match. Not a fan of the Survivor Series pay-per-view, but looking forward to two good wrestlers putting on a good match. I was enjoying watching Drew Galloway McIntyre put on great matches three years ago on Impact while he was still trying to lose that gut that kept Vince from giving him the big push. So I'm happy that he's in shape now. I don't know if it was the right move putting this match on TV. Look, if the goal is to get ratings, people are going to say, oh, you had a new champion on Raw. Maybe I'll watch. Unfortunately, Randy Orton didn't win the title on Raw. And John Cena didn't win the title on Raw, and Triple H didn't win the title on Raw, and no one that's going to bring back a viewer won the title on Raw. A champion that most people thought was a transition champion, or the COVID champion, no, a guy who was meant to get us through an empty arena era, won the title back on Monday Night Raw. And I think that when you're trying to bring in old viewers who you've lost, You need to hearken back to somebody that they want to see as champion. It's not that anybody has a problem with Drew McIntyre. I think it should have been the reverse, though. I think Randy Orton should have won the title on Monday Night Raw. I think that gets you a ratings pop next week. You can't get a ratings pop for what already happened. So the idea that there was a title change on Raw is great. But to get people to come back next week who haven't been watching, they need to care about who the champion is. If the champion getting the belt back for the second time now is the same guy that had the belt as the ratings slowly declined, whether you like him or don't, my opinion of Drew McIntyre doesn't change the fact that the ratings have been on a steady decline. So I think it should have been reversed. I think you give it to a veteran on Raw to make veteran viewers that have been away come back, but I hope it works. I wish success for all aspects of pro wrestling. What's best for business is best for everybody. That's going to be all we have for this episode. We're going to be back in a couple of hours with an impact review. It was a great impact on Access this week. And I'm going to dive deep into what happened with Kylie Ray and where she's been. For those of you that haven't been up on the Kylie Ray saga, I'll fill you in with some details. And I have a theory that's been well investigated, and I'm going to break it for you here. First person to talk about it. Going to break it right here on the All Pro Wrestling 100 podcast. And again, in the next couple of days, we're going to have an intro to APW 100 on why you want to listen to this podcast and not the other 200 wrestling podcasts out there. This has been All Pro Wrestling 100. Thanks for tuning in.